And it's your boy Jay Papa, and you are watching hashtag first TV all the tea. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. You know, you know how we do it here on the channel. Let's get it. And we gonna move on up and blow up, baby. Hi, it's All The Tea on Reverse TV. I'm Dari Day, and I'm here with my good friend, Jay Papa. Say hi to everyone. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. How are you all doing? And by that, I mean, good afternoon. My time zone, Nigeria to the world, people. What's up? What's good? Uh, like I said, I was going to ask for the audience who don't know you, where are you from? You, you fit that out there. You're from Nigeria. So let me ask you, let's go straight into it. What do you love most sure. about your origin story? And what about that origin story influences you and your work? Oh, let me see. My origin story as a person, only be Nigerian for one. <laughs> it's a whole lot of work. It's like this, you know, you're born in I, I would not say suffering, but I live in a country where like suffering is like a competition. So scratch that. I'm just trying to find ways every day to do better and be better and just get out of whatever I'm used to. And it actually works for me. So it's like the daily hustle is my daily drive to just be better than where I was yesterday. So Nigeria will actually teach you that make you develop thick skin and a whole lot of resilience so you can stand anything anywhere. There's a popular saying amongst us here, if you can live, if you can make it to Nigeria, you can make it anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> Being Nigerian, <laughs> yeah, it's actually that. It's a skill. I love that because look, here in the States, we think it's tough here, but when we hear about other places, we're like, oh, we got it easy over here. Like, we say if you can make it here, you exactly. can make it anywhere, but... No, man. Nigeria is the startup park to life. <laughs> see. Let's see. Nigeria I'm, I'm, is the startup park to life. I'm most definitely going to have to figure that out. So let's get into it. Like, you're a yeah. dope artist, producer, vocalist, instrumentalist. Like, you do all of these things. What brought you to music? What brought me to music? I guess I was born into music. Um, as a baby, born in the 90s, my dad used to be an MC. Mm -hmm. My mom was a choreographer. I mean, she still is a choreographer, has never been a politician and stuff. So music kind of runs in my genes. My dad can sing, my mom can dance. So yeah, I just took the two. It works. Okay, so, okay. so you dance as well. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see that. Can't wait to see that. I could make so, a video like on Sunday and just send it. So, I, my inbox is open. I would love to see what you can do because I dance as well. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you: Where did the choice of the name Jay Papa? Where did that come from? Okay. Okay, originally my name is Joel, yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, amongst my friends, I'm some sort of like a parental figure. <laughs> like, if they have issues, I'm the first person they even run to and that kind of thing. So I'm like 
responsible for a collective amount of people. So any small, any like, any interval at any point in time where you're like calling me like, yo, George, it's my child, come here. What is it? What is it? So from there, I'm like, I just picked it up like J-pop. And if I was to address my fans, I address them, I address them as like my children. So yeah, it's more like a father figure thing for me. That's how the name came to be. Oh, look, and that's that's cool because I get a sense of um, what what do like here we call it old souls. So I like yeah. I, I I get yeah, that I'm, sense from you. I'm so the I one. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm the one person, and most of my style is actually like based off of music of the '90s and early 2000s. So yeah, you could say that. I'm that yes, one person in 2020 that doesn't really listen to trap anyway. So. I've listened, so I, I know exactly what you're giving. Speaking of your music, your current single, Nasty, give us all the tea on, like, give us all the tea on the development process of that song, because it's hot. It, 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 it's a short story. It's a very short story. Let me tell you how Nasty was done, yeah? Midnight, okay, midnight of the new year, like at midnight, New Year's, breaking New Year's morning. I went to church, came back. I was bored at home. My mom and I just cooked. I already started making the beats from the 31st December. So I just like arranged it fully and ran with it. When I listened to it, listened to it, what the hell just came into my mind? I carried pen and paper and I was just writing and writing and writing. And then boom, it came. <laughs> so it was a song that was literally done in like three hours. Roughly, I just did it. I recorded, mixed it halfway, slept, woke up in the morning, finished it, and just boom, uploaded. So it was my January 1st release. That was the first project. Yep, it's that fast. Sometimes some songs take me like two days from the week, but that song was three hours. I was very happy across the rest of 2021, and I didn't die. (laughs) I just. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to put something out there, let people know that I'm still alive. I'm actually glad I did. I'm glad you did too, because I really like it. It's, 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 I'm just going to say I like it. it look, it works for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's really appreciated. See, I have fans now. Aaron is over there, just muted his mic, and he's not the picture. Oh, look at his hand. <laughs> So look, speaking yeah. of fans, like I saw your remake of Jacob Banks' song, and it just proved to me that you also can sing your tail off. Not only can you sing, but you can also play the piano. As I said, your instrumental is like, and for me, piano is everything. So, how long have you been singing and playing the piano? Singing since I was like five. I was that one kid that was like humming nursery rhymes everywhere I went, hop, skip, jump, you know. Then for playing instruments, for playing instruments, I actually started around that same time frame, but I was no good. It was until I got into like high school, first year of junior secondary, that's from like just one. I now developed what I would call the sticky finger syndrome. Every instrument I saw, I wanted to try to play. So from there, it just grew into a passion of mine. I have this set goal in my life. I want to play 25 instruments before I 
die. I'm currently at number 12. So I still have like 13 more to go. <laughs> That's not bad though. So what, what 12? Okay. Nah, let's see. Show hands. I'm, I'm very interested. I'm okay. counting with you. Okay, show hands. Piano. Drums. Bass acoustic. Mm-hmm. Or trumpet, trombone, sax, cornet, clarinet, euphonium. Wait, I, I could, yeah. I and we have this instrument in Nigeria called the talking drum. Heard of yeah. it. Then it's on piano and the violin. Okay, okay. That that's that's quite a list. That's quite yeah, a list. <laughs> An impressive no, list. <laughs> let's not also forget the fact that I actually taught myself. I won't say I taught myself. I was just like God taught me how to make music on the computer. I taught myself how to use like audio workstation. Like it. I didn't really have any help until people here now started realizing that I can do this and I've done this so far on my own. So it's mm-hmm. now they're showing me stuff on how to do things right. So yeah, it's a learning process. I love that. It, it, life is a learning process, so keep doing what you're doing and you're going to make it just Thank to where you. you're trying to go. Thank I love it. So Thank speaking you. of Nigeria, Nigeria and the whole African inspiration, Afrobeats is very popular right now. Are we going yeah. to get a J-Papa mix with an emotional vocal to a Afrobeat? A lot of, yeah, particularly a lot of things I'm in the works as I'm here in school. I always make sure I'm surrounded amongst talented people, particularly. One of my roommates who is somewhere in the background is also a producer and a mad-ass vocalist. I also have another of my roommates as a vocalist and I also have a photographer and a videographer as part of my team. We're all in the same room, like, so there is talent and inspiration surrounding me on a 24th shout out to michael i see you there my room is in the background somewhere. hey michael <laughs> so yeah i always make sure i have time around me. but yeah that things in the works aside afro beats i also know how to make like south african music i know how to make i'm a piano so i'm working towards doing something with that for beats i have down it's just lyrics and stuff I'm just trying to put together before I decide what and what is going to be in my upcoming EP because I want to drop an EP this year before the end. It's a lot of work, so I'm going to have to take my time to put out really good stuff for you guys because I believe that the world is supposed to hear my music because I have stuff to say. And I so, believe yeah. that. Yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to hear it. <laughs> I'm supposed to hear it. Um, Obviously. Right? So what is the hardest part about being a dope indie artist? Um, okay, for me, because I believe that everybody's struggles are different. Now, for me, <laughs> it's the fact that I walk around the streets of my school every day I'm that one person that I know what's happening in almost everybody's life, but no one really cares about what's happening in mine. So it's recently that people, one by one, started figuring out, oh my God, he's this good. How did we not know this sooner? 
that kind of thing. So my major struggle, I'd say, is, you know, recognition. Because I know I have the talent, I have the skill. Now, it's just market strategies I'm very bad at. I, I can't do that math. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that math to save my life. That's why I like, met a couple of people. I just recently got a manager, so he's pushing some of my stuff out. So, yeah, it's now I'm slowly stepping into some sort of spotlight, in quotes. But it's, it's working. It's just recognition. I've not gotten the kind of recognition I want. But I'm getting there. Yeah. So what do you what is the most enjoyable part about being an indie artist? It's the making of at some point, at some point, yeah. Every time I hear a sound, I just like record on my phone. I just record any random sound on my phone because in my head all I can hear is notes and keys. So I record on my phone, take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and sample here, sample there, make it up as it's it's the creative process for me. It's very inspiring. They're gonna have people around you that inspire at the same time. So everybody just listening to what, what they're making, everybody's vibing, everybody's contributing, editing this and that, and we're just having so much fun. The energy is so positive, it's just pure happiness. That's the best part about it. It's the creation of the music that's really good. I love that. That's answer. what that's what gives me the drive to actually continue making music on a daily basis. So yeah. I love that answer. I, I love seeing someone in their element and getting to do what it is that they want to do in the way they want to do it. So that's yeah. really dope for me. I love that. So what's the most important thing you remember when you're recording music? Okay, let me see. Keep to time, stay on key, do the best you can. Any other thing, the computer will fix it. <laughs> there is nothing you can chop up and edit and fix. I've come to learn that because when it comes to recording, I'm sort of a perfectionist mm-hmm. because I want to like write I can sing, fine. I know that people better, but I want like Beyonce levels when I'm recording. That's why I have so much like unreleased projects and a whole lot of back, a whole lot of backlog because I want it perfect. There's that perfection that enables the mixing process to be easier for me, mm-hmm. so I don't really have to do too much work because the mixing process. Oh my god! <laughs> don't go there. Mixing vocals. No, that's the hard part. And it's very annoying. You can spend like 45 minutes to one hour on just one section of a whole last track. It's annoying. It's no, very annoying. Yeah. That's why I leave so the that, producing to the production team. Yeah, the production team has to. And the fact I do a lot of shit myself, it's kind of cheaper for me because what am I going to go and pay like 20 to 30,000 naira to, to do what I can already do by myself when I'm not mad? No, not not in this economy. <laughs> not in this economy. I'm not doing that with you. No, but it's okay. It's one of those things. So it's keep the time, stay on key. Mm-hmm. Do not stray too far from tempo. And that's just it. I believe we're good. I I get that. That's nice. So speaking of time, 
I know that you're also enrolled in university. So there's a lot of studying going on, a lot of other classes and other things. But speaking of university, what are you studying there? Okay, so I'm studying French and international relations. And before you ask, oui, je parle français, mais un peu. I don't really use the language that much. I just, we don't really like use French in class. I understand French when I hear it, when I see it, I can interpret. But I don't really do that much. Like regular conversational usage is very, very rusty. So yeah, I'm a French student. That's really interesting. I don't know much about French. So I'm not even going to hold you there. I can't <laughs> but I'm the same way with like Spanish. I can't really speak it. However, I but can understand, I understand it and I can yeah. translate some of it quite well. So yeah, I, I, like I know that. how it goes. Yeah, so what's the best result? the best advice you've ever received the best advice I've ever in my life in general never ever ever give a fuck about what anyone else thinks about you because people are going to talk about you till the day you die even after you're dead they're still going to be talking so just do you be happy do what you love and keep moving forward that's the best advice I got from a Tyler Perry movie <laughs> and I've actually kept that I've actually kept that on with me so long and it's been it's been what it's been because I've gotten so much ooh, ooh rejection and I it can land you in the pressure but then again life goes on so we just move we move basically yeah, yeah that's the best that's the best and I've kept you know what, that, that advice resonates with me as well. So I completely, like my first time seeing that, I was like, okay, that stuck with me too. Because, you know, growing up where I grew up and being who I am and the way I am, I had to, I had to create, the, I had to go, you know, get tough skin. So yeah. I completely, I completely get that, like 100%. So yeah. That was a dope answer for me. It really was. Yeah. That's the only answer I can actually give. <laughs> so what's the main thing you want the Verse TV audience to learn about Jay Papa today? Okay, let's just see. Brief history about myself. I used to be an only child until two years ago because <laughs> you see. Growing up, oh yes, I forgot to tell you guys, Alphabet Mafia, I can't say some things out loud, the walls have ears and airpods these days, so I am at risk, but you understand what I mean by Alphabet Mafia, yes. Alphabet Mafia. Okay, let me spell it out, let me spell it out well, Team, hashtag Team Rainbow. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got so, it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's difficult. Got it. Oh, so yeah. with that being said, I'm gonna ask this question. <laughs> What's next for J Papa? 
Asides, asides putting his, asides like putting more music out. I don't know. I'm kind of in a weird place right now. I want to see what the future holds for me, but at the same time, I don't want to rush things. I'm using this part of my life to gather a whole lot of experience before I graduate and, you know, get into the world for reals because the world is a big ass scary place. I won't lie to you. Even in this tiny-ass community, I know what I face every day, and I know it's only going to be a whole lot worse. So what I'm trying to do is prepare my mind, my soul, spirit, and body for outside. Then from outside, I can see how it goes. But I have music release plans. I actually plan, at once I graduate, to open my own studio for reals this time, start a record label here in Nigeria. I have, I have a lot of goals. Get my finances in order. I get them yeah, a lot of investments here and there. I have stuff. I have stuff to do. I have a lot of stuff to do. So yeah, there's a lot in store for the future. Hey, I get it. Sounds like we have some of the same future goals because I'm working on getting my finances in order as well. But that's the story for another day. I'm telling you. <laughs> So here on All the Tea at Verse TV, we have five questions that we ask everyone who comes through. Are you prepared for these questions? Hit me, baby. If you had all the money power necessary, what would you do or change that you feel would most benefit the LGBT plus community? Okay. Um, I believe I've like said this before, living as an LGBT member in a country such as Nigeria, oof, it's hell. So I'm very sure you are aware of all the laws and a whole lot of dumb stuff they put in place to stop people from living and just basically being themselves, you know, throwing us in jail for 14 years. We are allowed to be murdered yeah nobody's even going to say anything when they take a queer person's life it's very distasteful if i had the money and the power like that's one of the first things i'll abolish because let's be honest with ourselves we can't really end homophobia that's the truth because everybody's entitled to their own opinions but not entitled to their own facts so i would love so much so to create a lot of safe spaces. We need safe spaces. Oh, we just so need true. somewhere where we can actually like be ourselves for once without like judgment or indignation or any of those things that are just, <sighs> let me explain something to you. Let me give you this analogy. See, the average African male, as far as you know, is supposedly, in quotes, very masculine, very macho, and all of that. So if you, like, display feminine qualities and attributes, they start calling you names. You might just be effeminate. You're not even gay. You're just straight. You're both very effeminate. They'll already start tagging with that, like, you could be maimed. It's happened to me. I don't even want to get into like what family members could actually do to you. It's a mess. So 
I, for one, even like up till now, except online, because I know that there are like safe spaces online where I could just go vent and cry and get a whole lot of things off my chest. But like, as in physical safe spaces, those are very much needed because there are members of the community out there that need to know that they are not alone, that we are all in this struggle together. So safe spaces. Yes. And another thing, for those of us who would actually want to, you know, uh, get married, have families, you know, surrogacy as an option, like adoption centers as options, because let's be honest with ourselves again, most of these straight motherfuckers just be having babies carelessly and putting them out on the streets. I mean, it's facts. To be, to be fair, it's actual facts. 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 Yeah, they just be procreating. They are the population's problem. They be having kids. They ain't raising these kids right. These kids grow up, be having more kids. Nobody has time for them. So we that we actually want the children as our own to complete our home. I would so love to have like adoption centers and like surrogacy centers as options. So there is like more room for same-sex families to actually grow from somewhere. So those are like the two major, major, major things that I know we need as a community. So yeah, if I have the money and power, to do those two things. That is beautiful, my friend. And I'm, I'm wishing all of that money and power to you to, to make Namaste. that happen. Yes, Thank for all you. of us around the globe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of necessary now because my God, what goes on in the streets? Oof, what goes on in the streets? Next question. We we are going deep into that. We have other questions on the list. Oh, come on. No. Next question. All right. So it's a quote, and it is: "Ask not where I live, or what I like to eat, or how I comb my hair." But ask me, what am I living for? In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. And that's a quote by Thomas Merton. So the question that we are actually asking you today with that context is, what is your goal in life? And what is slowing you from achieving your goal okay like i said before in as much as number one everybody's goal is to be happy and fulfilled i personally in the near future like i see myself in the next 5 to 10 years of being an artist and a producer as a, like someone in the entertainment industry i want to get to somewhere like you know Cedric the entertainer, Silo Green, you know them people. These are my like inspirations every day, including our one and only Lil Nas X. <laughs> Which oh shout out to him anyway. Call me Montero. Mm. Mm. Let's not talk about that first. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aspiring to be a world-class entertainer in the next five to ten years. You know, I really need to get there. I feel like 
I have the talent and I know I have stuff to say and bring it to the limelight. In as much as I want to do that, I want to be that one positive force around anybody that my story would be an inspiration, not just as a Nigerian, as a queer Nigerian living in Nigeria, overcoming all the hardships and still making it big time. Like, okay, Lil Nas X is from Nigeria, but Lil Nas X is from the United States, but J Papa came from Nigeria. We came from the ground up, honey. We made it here. That's what I want to do. That is my life goal. Aside my music, aside me being me as a person. Yeah, that's, that's my major life goal. So you also asked what's like slowing me down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I can narrow down to a couple of things. So a couple of things in order. So starting from me as a person, number one, number one, honey, my mother, my mother, I love her, but I love my mother so much. I mean, I will not be anywhere without that woman in my life today. But at some point, she's not still understanding that I'm growing up and I have to make some certain decisions on my own. So at some point, I'm going to have to leave because she only has two kids, myself and my two-year-old brother. So it's just been me and her for 22 years. Then he came into the picture. So it's just, he's new. So she still has that only child mentality. So I'm constantly being caged. I not, I never really mixed with anyone. It's because of school. School was an avenue for me to mix with people and discover myself and understand myself as a person in general. So yeah, my mother, I love her, but mama no. Baby's gotta leave the next one way or the other. You ain't gonna like it, but it has to happen. That's number one. Number two. We're not done, honey. Okay. Nigeria. Nigeria. And I believe that Nigeria is actually going to sum up all the rest. I'm just using that as one big blanket term. Because number one, our, our systems don't work. It's bad enough. I live in a country where there's like so much corruption and there's no room for youths to actually grow. That's number one. You're, when you live in a country like that, that is also extremely, in quote, religious lies and <laughs> homophobic. Oh my God. Even at, no, even at that, even at that, it's bad here. Like there are churches on every street, but a pastor can still be like, fuck you, go to hell. <laughs> like no one here is actually setting examples for people to actually follow. So mm -mm, mm -mm, Nigeria is out of it. We have our good sides, but in most cases, as you all, as you all are aware, the bad outweighs the good. So Nigeria is a major problem. Our systems don't work here. For queer individuals, it's way, way worse. I mean, you can be qualified for something. You can have all necessary criteria, credentials. You can be everything like an organization, everything is looking for. The moment they find out you're queer, that same organization that would have employed you would be the first organization to actually make sure you go to jail. Are you following me? 
Yes, it's loud like that. It'd be like that. So yeah, it doesn't favor our systems. Don't favor queer people. That's why in most cases we. How do I say this now? The easiest way to put it, like we try as much as possible to like find our feet, gather as much as we can, and run away. It's not because we do not love our home country, but we have to be away from here in order to make things properly happen for ourselves. We have to be away. In, we have to be away from here to succeed, like to just be better at being us and do what we love. We just have to leave this place. Nigeria is a breeding ground for like developing thick skin and everything and all the life skills and hacks you need to succeed anywhere. But as you come of age, you now realize that such systems do not necessarily work. So you have to go. So it's the getting out of here that I believe the day I leave Nigeria and I will just post on my Twitter and be like, bye Nigeria, the damage you've done is enough. Ah. That's going to give me unspeakable joy. Mm. I think that that day, whatever country I end up in, which is most definitely going to be the United States, I end up in the United States, I'm going to church. <laughs> wait, wait, you said you're going to be in the United States and what? You said I'm going to go to church. church. I'm going to church, church, church. I'm going mm. to church. I'm going to pay offering and tithe to God for getting me out. Oh, Any other thing I do in my life from here, <laughs> ain't nobody business. But the fact I'm going to be like out of Nigeria, it's a breath of fresh air, to be honest. Everybody, all queer, like all of us queer folk here, we're looking for that breath of fresh, that breath of fresh air, and it's very hard to come by. So yeah, it's not just about me now. It's what's actually slowing most of us down. So I hope I ask that. Okay. Okay. I Amazing. Pardon me. Wants to throw out the name Bolu Okupe in France. Hey! Uh, uh, Bless okay. his hearts. Bless his hearts. Okay. Yeah. You know, I like. You know. You know. What I like. Let's let's just discuss. Let's discuss him for a bit. I like okay. him so much. Do you know why? Tell me. Because, first of all, he, he's from here, so he understands how homophobia goes. And his father, being a politician, uh-huh. he now came out online. <laughs> okay, let's see you get rid of your child that is gay just because of, I mean, you want to save face and save career. Let's see you do it. It's like yeah. him coming out from... Like, it's like him coming out from most Nigerians is a huge slap in the face. Like, okay, we are here. We are queer. Get used to it. Okay, what you going to do? That's what it is. Because you cannot stop him from coming back here. That's the truth. And as much as anybody would be like, as much as anybody would be like, okay, you're in France. Stay in France. If you come here, we'll do this to you. We'll do that to you. It's a lie. You see, Nigeria is so hypocritical here. The queer spaces are so visible here these days. I mean, we also thank God for our trans matriarch Bob Risky doing some awesome work. <laughs> the Ooh. same when, okay. when no, let oh, you got what I said, do some awesome. No, I'm actually really serious. 
because when she started transforming, everybody was hating and everything. People were even like threatening to do shit to him. But now most Nigerians will now go to his Instagram page for giveaways. And I'm like, aren't these the same people that wanted to kill this, this wonderful person? Okay, he's living his truth. She's rich now. <laughs> Y'all want money. Y'all want endorsement deals. Y'all are willing to kiss up to get this money from her. But when she was transing, when she was going through the whole th transition phase, you wanted to kill her. Ain't that something? <laughs> That's Nigeria for you. So it's fake. It's very fake. So I really, the fact that he actually came out and he actually had to call out his dad I really want to see the end result of this. <laughs> so yes, for Bolu for Bolu and Bob Risky, them, I'm a huge ass stan. Those are my people. I love them so much. Excellent. Me, me too. I, I, I'm gonna have to ask you a question offline about Bob Risky, but um, sorry, I, I I will as soon as we get through these questions and the next one. <laughs> The moment we've all been waiting for, what is your deepest tea, i.e. something that you've never shared on media before, but Ooh. something that you're <laughs> willing to share, of course, something that you're willing to share, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are a lot, but I'll share this one. This okay. one. So I'm in a school where everybody says a whole lot of dumb shit about me being myself because I am out and proud, you know, but that does not wow. mean I'm like crossing people's boundaries or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> this one time I crossed the boundary, it was successful. <laughs> you tell. <laughs> So when I was in my third year, when I was in my third year of university, yeah, in my former dorm that is not my current dorm right now, there used to be this guy. See, originally, like, selling... my In my school, we don't eat meat. Yeah, no chicken, no fish. No, it's strictly vegetarian. But, like, this. Illegal, there's illegal food, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Buying and selling is the way they peddle drugs, but we peddle food instead. <laughs> okay, I hear that. <laughs> that messed up. So my my turkey plug, yeah. <laughs> I uh, was telling my best friend, yeah, yeah. No, he's hot. <laughs> I was telling my best friend that yo, I have a feeling this guy is into dudes. He was like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to shoot my shot anyway. <laughs> and my, oh my. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. It was beautiful. So uh. I saw him like, I saw him in the afternoon. I was like, I tailed, I stalked him literally down to his room uh, and now i knocked on his door he opened the door he thought i was there to actually like get chicken or something i was like you know i'm not here for chicken i'm here for you i want to talk to you today come on i literally dragged him out of his room helped him lock his door 
gave him his key and dragged him to our reading room. And then I started flirting with this dead man. <laughs> and at the time he was dating, he was dating someone and the girl he was dating was my friend. <laughs> okay. So from flirting with him, flirting with him, flirting with him, all in one day, one thing with one thing led to another. Then we smashed for a consecutive one week. I hear you. Yeah. So so basically, I mean, I knew my hunch was right. I knew my hunch was right, but I basically stole him from his girlfriend. Kind of, kind of haunts me. But for some weird reason, <laughs> we're still together. Wait, you and the guy? Yes. <laughs> Wait, to this day? Yes, <laughs> to this day. Aww. Yeah. He's not. He's currently not in school. He graduated because he was like a couple of years ahead of me. He he's graduated, but I mean, we're still together. We, I even called him this morning. So yeah, it's funny but not funny because I know what I do. I know what I do was wrong, but it was right for me. <laughs> you, you know, but 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 that brings up the question that I, I've heard said, spoken of just yesterday, actually, about how much do you really want to be anti, -homo be so homophobic to the point that you have these men marry these women and they don't really want to be with the women. So the women end up on the short end of the stick as well. You know, yeah. having to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with them, but they just want to try to please the global society. It's not just, it's not for Nigerians. I mean, Africans in general is not like necessarily about the global society. It's more like, please your parents, please your family members. Where are the grandchildren? <laughs> it's yeah. more like that. It's more like that. Please your parents, please your family members, you know. It's a very, how do I say this, like routinated lifestyle. We have a basic routine. You're given birth to nursery, primary, secondary school, university. You do your youth service. You get a job. If you're going for a master's or PhD, you do that, whatever. Then you get to see the getting married and having kids is the compulsory part because mothers want to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> they want to slay at their kids' weddings. So, yeah, they want the ceremony and stuff like, like that. Mm -hmm. So, it's not about the global society. It's about, like, house. It's about, like, the family and shit. So, that's on that side. I always pity the girls when they now, when they now like, have to find out that their husband is not, like, attracted to men. I just, it breaks my heart every time I see it because they deserve a whole lot better than what they are currently going through. Like it almost can land them into killing themselves. It's that bad. It's terrible. 
but at the same time, I know that in or, in order for him, in order for the said male to get his family off his back, so they do not suspect the thing. That's where now that comes in. But I feel that the lady in question just has fallen prey and has fallen victim to another scam that he does not want to necessarily impose on her, but for family's purposes, he just has to do it. So it's trash, really. It's trash. And the fact that, again, a country that there are laws preventing people from being their exact selves. Right. You can't really blame him, but at the same time, it's not nice. Because I understand he's trying to do what he has to do in order to stay alive. So, yeah. With... Basically, yeah. Wow. Well, you, you know, the world, we are the macrocosm, the microcosms within the macrocosm. You know, we're all working to uh, go forward and make progress, you know, and eventually one day, in the words of Donny Hathaway, one day we'll all be free. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen. All right. So that was your deepest tea. Now, what are some stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up? And how did you overcome? Hmm. Stumbling blocks. Okay, let's start from my immediate self. From time to time, I struggle with self-doubt. Like, sometimes I, in, not even like sometimes, in most cases, I'm like, I tend to shock myself when I do some certain things. I kind of, in a way, struggle with believing in myself in as much as I'll have like encouragement and stuff. No one is perfect, but yeah, it hurts sometimes. I struggle with myself as a person of how, with how far I can get things done, how far I can take things to. That's one. And I had to overcome that by just basically, you know, saying, you know what? Fuck it. You know what? I'm awesome. Everybody else deal with it. The world has to adjust. So I just do what I have to do, get shit done. And it's kind of, that mentality has kind of like helped me get a whole lot of stuff done. I you know, it. we went before I actually came into the music industry. I mean, I was fiddling and finagling with everything. When I finally decided that that was music was what, what I really wanted to do in my life. <laughs> oh my God, it took God to get here. You know, the see, African mentality is one thing that needs to be abolished. That's one thing there should be laws against. Because if you're not a doctor, if you're not a lawyer, if you're not anything that is supposedly of value to society, no one is going to support you. You say you want to be a musician, you want to you know, be a producer. What's that? Uh, like, what's this one saying? So, you know, the money I spent in school is music you want to go and do with your life, that kind of thing. So it's very discouraging. Like there's, in as much, it's just recently I like had a support system 
But way before that, it was all about like talking down and shaming. You may have talent, but you will not go anywhere. That kind of thing from family members and like from other people externally. So yeah, that was, it was tough. Let's just put it like that. It was tough for me. But I just had to like suck it up and you say what you want. I will do it anyway. If you like huggy transformer, <laughs> climb on an electric pole and shock yourself till you're dead. I would still do it anyway. If you like one die, it's not my business. Your dad is not paying my bills. So, I mean, I had to just condition myself that it's not about anybody else's opinion. It's really about me and what I want in and out of this life. It still boils down to me because at the end of the day, I'm still going to end up being on my own. So what is good for me is what I say is good for me. So yeah, that's just been a means of overcoming you know, shit that I've been going through in my life. So yeah, I think I'm in a good place now. I, I, I need that too. You know, we, we all need a little bit of, I'm doing me, forget you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Cool. All right. And question five, what are some things that you would like left in the legacy time capsule for your work? Uh, okay, you mean like a legacy I'd like to leave behind? Yeah, right. Like it, if there was a time capsule for J. Papa Joel, what would you leave in that legacy for people to look back and be like, "Wow, he's an amazing dude." I wish Obviously. I lived in the two thousand twenties. <laughs> Obviously, it's not gonna be a book. <laughs> Okay. It's not going to be an autobiography. I think it's more like going to be my Snapchat account. Okay. My Snapchat account on my hard drives filled with every beat I've made independently so that like young artists who are like trying to teach themselves stuff can actually learn from and my social media so they can see that this despite all the odds i'm still awesome i'm still amazing i've been through so much i've been through so much but yet here i am i am not dead right on yeah yeah it's not gonna be a book it's not gonna be it can't be a book time capsule me book writing nah (laughs) so no memoirs of jay papa my memoirs, my memorabilia is going to be my music and my social media <laughs> because I want people to see all the dumb shit I was up to in my life when I'm dead. Anybody, see, when I die, anybody please air my dirty laundry. I've done shit with my life. I've done everything in the book as far as I know in my deepest of being. So air my dirty laundry when I'm dead. Don't try it now. But everything only when I'm dead. It should be fun. I should make everybody have a good laugh. And you know, I just want that when I'm when I'm gone from this world one day, it's all gonna be now. I'm gonna be like 95 or 96 before I now decide that it's time to die. I've made money, I've lived that I can go. When I'm going, uh-huh. 
let the last moments of my life just bring joy to everyone. That I'm so old, I'm so old, fucked up with the cane, but I'm still doing stand-up comedy and making music, that kind of thing. He lived yeah. his truth. Yes. Yeah. So that's just basically it. Dope. All right. And where can people find you on social media? Okay. Okay. So for Instagram, it's jpapa underscore official. For my Twitter, it's jpapa underscore ng. For my Snapchat, it's that kid too. I never change my Snapchat. I'm not going to change my Snapchat. I'm not going to recreate any snaps for, you know, stardom or whatever these people do these days. My Snapchat is still my Snapchat with my basic contacts in it. If I see a message, I will reply you. That's that kid too. Spelt D-V-H-T-K-H-I-D two. No spaces. Capital letter D, then the rest, lowercase. So yeah, you can find me on those. Super cool. All right. Well, it has been wonderful, Jay Papa. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on all the tea on Verse TV. It's it's been amazing. You're an amazing guy. And you're going places, sir. You are. Thank you. Thank you. You talk about about Lil Nas X. Way above. Way above. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thank you for the exposure. Like, this is, I believe this is the first time that such a thing is actually happening to me. So I was excited when you brought this to the table. I was actually really excited. So thank you so much for the exposure. Thank you, Verse TV. You guys are putting the boy out there. Thank you. Thank you to the queer community. Thank you, everyone, for watching. This is surreal. I really appreciate you all. I love you all. We love you too, Jay Papa. Thank you very much. And have a wonderful week. Wonderful, growing forward, huge success. I I, I look forward to seeing you, you at the Grammy. How's Thank that? you, honey. We're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to the Grammys. Yes. Right on. Thank you so much.